Good evening. Uh, welcome to Holy Cross uh, Baptist Church tonight. We are here in our Monday night prayer meeting. Um, I know it's a little bit late, but uh, my goodness, we had a lot of prayer requests tonight and had a lot of things. We had some praise reports and had prayer requests and just different situations and things that we all deal with. Uh, every one of us has got things in our life that we are in need of prayer, and uh, we thank God that we can come to the throne and, and talk to the Father. And, and uh, we thank God that, that you're here watching us tonight. I pray that if you got a prayer request on, on the program tonight that you will uh, put it on there. Um, Brother Scotty, pray for him tonight. He's going to be bringing the message. And um, just pray that uh, we'll get what we need tonight from the Lord. That's what we're here tonight for. We're, we're not here to, to, to be seen, obviously, and we're not here to be... Uh, to, to, to do anything but lift up the Lord and that's what we're here tonight for and, and lift you up in prayer um, that's the reason we have this Monday night prayer meeting is to come together and pray and uh, seek God and, and and pray that his will will be done in our lives and in yours and so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pray and get this get it started tonight and let uh, Brother Scotty get started so if you do have a prayer request put it on there and um, we'll, I promise you we'll I will make mention of it and, and pray for you and your family. So if we all bow our heads, we'll just go to the Lord in prayer. Dear kind and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you tonight in Jesus' name. First of all, God, I ask you to look at, at my heart and my life. God, I just pray for mercy and grace. And Lord, for each and every one that's, that's here tonight, I pray, God, for, uh, for them that, God, we've all come tonight seeking a blessing, seeking you, seeking strength, seeking guidance, seeking help. Lord, we all in need of help from you. Lord, uh, we know that our, our that man and our families and others will let us down, but God, you will never let us down. And we have that promise, and I pray, God, that you'll just bless Brother Scotty tonight. You'll anoint him, Lord. Feed us tonight with your word, the things that we all need in our hearts and in our lives. And God, I just pray for everyone that's watching our program. I pray that you'll bless them. Lord, we know there's uh, our redemption is drawing nigh, even as we speak. Uh, there, there's situations in, in going all over the world that uh, just need you to intervene, God. And I just pray for that situation and every one of them. God, that you will just uh, look at your people, cover them with your hands, and bless them, Lord. We thank you for loving us so we don't deserve not one single bit of it. But, God, we're thankful that you sent your son, Jesus. And I pray, God, that you'll bless everyone here tonight everyone watching our program give us strength tonight from your word and we want to lift you up in all we do lord and we ask it all in jesus name amen all right scotty come on get you hooked up i'll start out sitting but may not last too long. Well, good evening. I just want to start out by thanking the Lord for giving me an opportunity. Um, we're going to start out in Proverbs chapter 16 tonight. I might be bouncing around a little bit, so y'all just hang with me. Uh, 
while y'all are flipping there, ask yourself a question tonight. And it'll make sense at the end. Um, who do you truly work for? And think about that while we read some scripture, okay? <clears throat> Before we read some scripture, um, Papa, you want to bless the reading of the word? Amen. Uh, we're going to start out in verse 1, chapter 16 of Proverbs. Verse 1 says, The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Everyone that is proud in heart and is abomination to the Lord, though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. A man's heart divideth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. A divine sentence is in the lips of the king, his mouth transgresseth not in judgment. A just weight and balance are the Lord's, all the weights of the bag are his work. Now go back up to verse 1. It says, The preparation of the heart in man, and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Who is, who is, um, who is preparing us? God is, right? Okay, who is speaking through me tonight? God. It's not Scotty sitting here. Okay, I'm just a mouthpiece. So he prepared my heart for my tongue to speak. Okay? Verse 2, all the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes. Think about that. Think about yourself. 
in our own eyes, we think we, we're doing no wrong, right? But most of the time, we're really doing wrong, okay? Especially if we're not walking with the Lord. Verse 3 says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. When I give my heart to the Lord that day, I was a changed person. I didn't talk the way I used to. I didn't speak the way I used to. I didn't even walk the way I used to. Okay? Verse 4, The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Verse 5, Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Who in here has been proud? Be honest with yourself. Who's been proud? Who's all of us, right? Who's wanted to put self up on a pedestal? All of us. Me included. Okay? But by mercy and truth, Iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Willie, do you still act the same way you used to? You still get out here and do these crazy things you used to? No. You learned what fear was. You learned who to fear. Just like me, just like Marty, just like Papa, just like Caleb. Okay? We learned who to fear. We learn who to put first. Okay? We, we, that's the start of wisdom. Okay? Verse 7, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. I had a bunch of enemies. Bunch. Papa, I'm sure you did too. Who in here didn't have an enemy? I didn't see no hands go up. But when we finally give it to God, <clears throat> yeah, they may still not like you, but you can make peace with them. Can you not? Now he's your friend. Ain't that how God, ain't that wonderful? That's wonderful how God can, can just turn it right around. Okay? He turned me around. Caleb, did he, didn't he turn you around? Okay? Verse 8, Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. Think about that. Really think about that. You know, to me... A small blessing from God is better than all the money you can give me in the world. I mean, really. That's just the way I look at that. It don't compare. Because I look at my life before I was saved and compare it to after I was saved, there's no comparison there. None. Whatsoever. Okay? Verse 9, a man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. 
Now, if you're truly living for the Lord and you follow your heart, then you're walking in, you're walking right with the Lord, okay? But if you're battling yourself, and I've dealt with this, every one of us in here has dealt with this. It seems like the past month. We was listening to self, okay? And we was fixing to throw it all away. But I'm glad that we serve a just God that can show us a, a small light to keep us from doing that. Okay? Verse 10, a divine sentence is in the lips of the king. His mouth transgresseth not in judgment. And just weight and balance are the Lord's and the weight of the bag of his work. I think about all the weight that he took off me the day he saved me. Okay? I look back at, I was talking Wednesday or Friday. How do we get ourselves weighed down? Sin, worry. Okay? We, told you I wouldn't sit long. I'm sure somebody in here tonight is worrying about something. Be honest with yourself. I'm sure somebody in here is worrying about something. That's baggage that you don't need to be carrying around. Okay? My God's word says take it, take it to him. Give it to him. Let him have it. Let him take care of it. Bring it up here and leave it. Don't take it back with you because you ain't doing nothing but making it that much worse. Okay? And balanced it all out. I look at there's your answer. I look at that little scale that's sitting over there. Yeah. You know, how it's balanced out right now. And if you're living for God and you're walking for God and, and you're serving Him the best way you can, He's got you balanced. He does. We're, you're not leaning to the left. You're not leaning to the right. You're, you're standing. standing firm. Right. Yeah. You're standing strong. Yeah. You're on that rock. Right. Okay? I'm going to share a little something here. It's in the bottom of my Bible. It said, God makes human beings responsible and accountable for planning and organizing and directing our lives. Yet God also accomplishes His purpose in, though and sometimes in spite of our best laid plans, the tension of this shared responsibility between human beings and serving Lord of the universe appears frequently in the Scripture. The New Testament, for example, for example urges us to work out our salvation to make responsible choices on a day-to-day -day basis in light of our internal salvation. Yet it adds that God is at work in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. The lesson to take away from this is that all relationships are a two-way street. God calls us to fulfill our part 
and also to trust in Him to fulfill His part. Okay? Let's see. Flip over with me to Philippians chapter 2. Verse 12. It says, Wherefore, my brother, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings that ye may be blameless and harmless, the Son of God without rebuke, in the midst of the crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as light in the world. Think about what's going on today. What's going on overseas? Are we supposed to stop serving God because they're fighting overseas? What are we supposed to do? Stand strong. Probably stronger now than what we ever have. Okay? Don't worry about what's going to come into this country. God's give you shield. If, if a bullet comes at you, you ain't going to know it. When you wake up, you're going to be beside the Father. Okay? Don't worry about what's coming over here. Be, I mean, it's okay to be concerned, but don't be worried about it. Just live for Him and let Him take care of you. Okay? Fifteen, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the world of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to stand in front of God and Him tell me I didn't serve Him the way I should. That scares me to death. And for three years, I haven't served Him like I should. I haven't. Okay? And I'm hoping something that I say here tonight will maybe open somebody else's eyes and make them realize they haven't served him the way they should also. Verse 16, Holding forth the world of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Yea, if I be offered upon, upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. For the same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me. Okay? All right, now flip back to Proverbs. I told you I was doing a little bit of flipping tonight. Go down to verse 16. 
16. 16, 16. <clears throat> okay, well, this, I'm going to go and give you a little footnote here. This is talking about what pride can do, where pride can get you, okay? Verse 16 says, How much better is it to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding rather than to be chosen than silver? How much better is wisdom than gold? There's no comparison, right? Okay. Verse 17, the highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way, preserveth his soul. <clears throat> Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better is to be of a humble spirit with a lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good, and who so trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. Think about that. Think about that. He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good. Who in here has tried to handle something on their own? I better see everybody's hand go up. You're right. You're right. Including mine. Alright. What was the outcome? Terrible. Worser than what it started out being. But what happened when we give it to God? Pure. Easy walking. Right? Whole lot easier than what it was when we when we tried to take care of it, right? I don't know about y'all, but I always make a mess out of things. Yeah, fall flat on your face. Okay? Verse 21, The wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips increaseth learning. The closer I get to God, the more He's filling me, and He's revealing things in here. Okay? And the question that I asked y'all earlier, who are you truly working for? I'm hoping you'll have that answer by the end of this, okay? So keep that question in your mind. Because the Lord asked me the same question before I started studying this. And it made me realize something. And Marty, I've done kind of mentioned, talked to you about this a little bit. Verse 22, understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it. But the instructions of fools is folly. Do we not act foolish when we get out here and we're not living of God? Twenty-three. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth, and addeth learning to his lips. 
When God saved me, he cleaned my mouth and everything up. And he's got me to the point, he's, he's got the inside cleaned up, and y'all have all noticed I've started wearing different clothes. Now he's starting on the outside. Okay? He'll clean you all the way up, not part of the way. He'll clean you all the way, won't he, Billy? He won't clean you just 50%. He won't clean you just 75 He wants to clean you all the way. Okay? 24 pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Who in here ever eat honey? Is it not sweet? Is God's word not sweet? Is God's grace, his mercy, everything he gives to us, is it not sweet? Twenty-five. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are ways of death. Caleb, before you announced your calling to preach, you was living your way, right? Was it the right way? No. Because eventually, if you hadn't answered your calling to preach, what would have happened? Who knows? Could have been death. Okay? He could have took you out of here. Same goes for me. Same goes for anybody. Okay? He has a calling for everybody. He that laboreth, laboreth for himself, for his mouth craveth it of him. An ungodly man diggeth up evil, and his lips are as a burning fire. Think about that. Somebody ungodly. What what are they what are they what are they always doing to you? Stirring up stuff. Throwing up your past. Trying to start a fight. Why? They want to see you fail. They want to see you back down where you once was. Or they can make fun of you. They can point fingers at you. Okay? They don't want us, they don't want, they don't, they can't stand it when they see you happy, when they see you smile. Okay? I'm sorry, but I'd rather smile than be in a fight. Well, the main thing that goes along with that is your life will condemn their life. Uh-huh. And I hope there's somebody out there that knowed me before. Right. And can see a change. And it gets them to the Lord. I'd love to see a change in their life. Okay? Twenty-eight. A forward man soweth strive, and a whisper separateth chief friends. A violent man entiteth his neighbor and leadeth him into the way that is not good. I'm sure we've all had an unruly neighbor. We've got one. I pray for him every day. 
Do I go down there and shake his hand and try to have supper with him every night? No. But I pray for him. Okay? If I see him out every night again, I'll throw my hand up. But I'm not going down there and having supper with him just because we don't see eye to eye on things. Okay? But I give it to God. I'm letting him handle it. I'm not letting me handle it. Okay? Verse 29, a violent man entiteth his neighbor and leadeth him into the way that is not good. He shutteth his eyes to the device, forward things moving his lips, he bringeth evil to pass. Now flip back over to Philippians chapter 14. Fourteen. Hey, not a fourteen. I mean, three fourteen. Sorry. Can't read my own writing. All right, verse 14, chapter 3 of Philippians. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many be perfect, be thus minded, and if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. Verse 14, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling in God Christ Jesus. Are we pressing forward tonight? Are we doing all that we can do? Now ask yourself the question that I asked you earlier. Who are you working for? What gave me this tonight was the Lord asked me a couple months ago who I was truly working for. And it throwed me for a loop. And I had to seek him for a little while to get what he was really wanting me to get out of this. And what I've got out of this is we go to work. Most of us has jobs in here. Those that don't have jobs go to school. Okay? Both of them pretty much work. Okay? We go to work every day. We go to work to make money. Caleb, you go to work every day and you try your best to please your boss, right? to the best of your ability. Are you putting that same effort into pleasing God? I wouldn't. I got to thinking about my life and I got to thinking about I was going to work and I was doing everything I could do to please my boss. So I had to examine my own life. 
I know. I had to examine my own life, and I had to figure out that when I was going to work, I was putting God to the side. And I was only worried about one thing, and that was pleasing my boss so I could make more money, so I could have nicer things, so I could supply. You know, we all know why we're making money. But then I got to thinking, if I'm serving him, he's going to supply everything I need anyway. So why am I going to work trying to make my boss happy and putting God to the side when I should be trying to make God happy? And if I make him happy, everything else is going to line up. So who are you truly working for tonight? Are you working for God? Are you working for yourself? Who are you truly working for? And that's all I've got. You know, when we're laboring for others, we're still laboring for the Lord. He tells us that we're laboring for the Lord in what we do. Uh, it's just like he told uh, the servants unto their masters. He said, honor them, give them respect, and uh, do as they asked you to do. You know, our main calling in this life, to me, is we got to be humble enough to be honest enough <laughs> with God to do his will. And without humbling us, you know, and that's what his word is for, is to humble us. You know, the world don't want correction, Scotty. They don't like to be corrected. They don't like, they don't be told they're wrong. Even when your wife tells you you're wrong, you don't like it, do you, Scotty? Yeah. That's right. Good save. Yeah, that's pretty good. But, you know, humble, you just can't be humble without the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit is what humbles you. Amen. And that's why people can't get humble because they don't have nothing inside of them to humble them. God will bring you down. Amen. He'll get you off your, your pedestal. Yep. And he'll put you, you know, in a place for you to learn. You know, Brother Terry, I think it was Brother Terry last night. He brought a, matter of fact, he brought a great message. And Scotty, we enjoyed you tonight. But. He was talking, I don't forgot what he's going to say now. But anyway, he, he, he taught us that we've got to, you know, take the word of God. Uh, he made me think about something last night in his message. And what I got out of his message more than anything, and he preached a lot, the message was on leprosy, right? Uh -huh. He spent... A lot of time with the Lord and a lot of time studying, just like we all do, uh -huh. Scotty, like with this message here and what God's teaching you and us out of it. He spent a lot of time on that word leprosy. What, what, what is that and where did it come from? Well, the Bible says it come from sin. It was a disease that come from sin. 
And uh, naturally, if it's a disease that's come from sin, the only way you're going to be healed is from the one that can forgive sin. Amen? That's the only way you can be healed. And so when he went, uh, when Naaman went to the prophet, you know, of God there, he found out that there is a God in Israel. Amen? And the people that's turned their back on Israel and fighting against Israel, they're going to find out there is a God in Israel. Mm -hmm. Amen? That's right. And, and there's a God in my life and your life. So I hush her, you know, just, <laughs> just wanted to bring that out. But this word of God is... It's sweet. It's sweet, and we're supposed to get in it and, and dig out the wonderful things about it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I got up one time and, uh, and I preached. I think I preached three or four times. Never got through over three or four verses in one chapter. You know, I've done that here. I forget how long ago it's been. It ain't been a real long time ago. But you can get so much when you put the effort to try to put it all together. Mm -hmm. Uh me and Chase was sort of discussing this the other night when we went fishing about how getting it together and bringing it together and how it wakes us up inside and wakes up that spirit that's within us. You know, there's a fire in us, okay? Mm -hmm. And we need, to, we need to stoke some wood on the fire. The only way to keep it kindled is to stay in his word. Right. That's the only way. Yeah, and so, you know, God is good. When you try to get away from that, you're getting away from God. Uh -huh. God is good. He's the only good thing that there is. And so my life, I was talking to him about this last night. There's a lot of good things come out of my life, but it wasn't my doing. I say that all the time. I get up here and say, well, look, if anything good come out of me tonight, it was from God. Mm -hmm. That's what humbles me. That's what keeps me humble because I know the best I can do is his filthy rags compared to his righteousness. Uh, God is not only good, but God is He's merciful and he's full of love. God is love. You can't make nothing out of God but love. But God is fearful to be feared like you said because if we don't fear him that's going to cause destruction to come upon us mm -hmm. and that's what's going on in the world today there's no the fear of god the bible says in the last days uh, the love of god will wax cold right and it's getting more wicked and more wicked in the world. Why? Because of the love of God. These people that's left churches, there's preachers that stepped down from the ministry and said, well, you know, I'm going back to the world. And, uh, you know, they're going to be found without any oil. And uh, so... I want my lamp to be full. Yeah, me too. God's laid a message uh, on my heart uh, 
I don't know when I'll be able to preach it or teach it or whatever, but uh, this is just a smidget of it. But it's in uh, Job 28, verse 28, and it is, says, And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. It is. Amen. 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 That's all I'm going to say, because if I can keep going, <laughs> you might have to. Plan on next Monday, okay? Anybody else? Praise God. It's all been good. Been real good. We got to remember what food is. You starve to death, <laughs> your soul gets hungry. Uh huh. Man, I love to hear the scripture read. I sit and listen and I try to learn from it as he's speaking it and reading it to me. Because it's food. And uh, like a lot of y'all told me, he says, well, you know, I don't get it. You don't always get it when you want to get it, but God uh -huh. will give it to you when you're strong enough to yep. receive it. Uh, there's a lot of people Sometimes I hold back a lot of time, things that God won't allow me to say because maybe someone around ain't strong enough to receive it, you know, and you've got to work with them. But you've got to preach the word so simple even the children can understand it. Uh -huh. And so that's why we don't mind, like Kimberly, she asks us questions all the time. She may even have one tonight. I heard a clear voice. I think it was her. <laughs> But it's okay to ask questions. If you don't ask questions, you're not learning. Yeah. And, uh, you know, these people out there watching this program. And I know a lot of you got some, some questions and you, and you don't know the answer. But I'm going to tell you where you can find it. Uh-huh. Pick up your Bible. Yep. Pick up your Bible and yep. you can find the answer to your question. Uh, I've told a lot of people, I said, uh, they asked me a question. And I'll just say, well, let's see what God says about it. And I might just thumb through the Bible and point my finger on something and I read it to them and their eyes get real big. I said, how'd you do that? I said, I never. I said, God always has an answer. Mm -hmm. and, and if you need an answer for anything, you go to God, you go to his word. You know, don't let me or someone else do all the reading and all the studying. You need to do some yourself, you know. Uh, it's too much dust on the Bibles anymore, you know. And a lot of people will bring them into church, but they'll never open them up. And they'll take them home and never open them up. Uh -huh. And they'll leave them in the car and never get them out until church time again. Yep. And then they'll come in and open them up when the preacher says open them up. But if Jesse puts it up on the thing, they won't even open it up in. Well, yeah. 
Oh, there's no telling how many Bibles you can count when you get yours and leave tonight and go around and count and see how many you see laying here. <laughs> That's right. I have three. I got two here and one I take home. Oh, yeah. I have a Bible in my vehicles and my home and my work everywhere I go. <laughs> you they should be here and i was like yeah you're right because i got one see i got one on each nightstand i got one i actually got two in one room and i have one in my book bag that i carry to work every day in case i don't carry you know the one that i am carrying at the time i got two well this right now if i took this one back to my car there'll be four in my car so i mean i got them everywhere and there's there's no excuse for me to not be spreading it, you know. No excuse. And you was talking earlier about uh, how we always got to be studying. Well, His Word tells us we got to be ready in season and out of season. That doesn't that portrays to, all right. If, even though I'm sick, that doesn't mean I can't just give up on God and not read His Word. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't just give up and not pray. to God you know I, I get people who are at the end of their life yeah. and or they or what they think is going to be the end of the life and so our our definition of end of life is six months or less yeah. 
So anybody, typically, most of our people, have six months or less defined by a doctor. But I get asked every day, how long are they going to make it? How long do you give them? How long do you think? And I, I tell every single one of them, it ain't up to me. I've seen them last sit here three weeks. I've seen them hang on for three more weeks in the state that they're in right now, and I've seen them go in 20 minutes from now. I don't know, but God does. And I think, I'm so thankful that I love my job, and it's, it sounds really crazy to anybody who doesn't work hospice or EMS or anything of the sorts, and it sounds super weird to say that I love working in hospice, but that is a place where you know God calls you when you go there. Like, you, nobody walks in or nobody goes to nursing school or PA school thinking, I'm going to go to hospice. Nobody. Have you ever heard that? Nobody's ever heard that. Nobody does that. And it's not something that I would have ever thought I would have done. And I think that's another reason that God called me into it was to see if I would be faithful enough. But, you know, I'm blessed with a wonderful job because, like, I went into a patient's room the other night. And uh, I was just going in there to take their vitals. That's what I do every night when I get there and introduce myself to them and the family or whatever. And I said, um, I started introducing myself. And there was a family member there. He said, well, we're about to leave. Do you care if we pray? I said, well, you do you care if I pray right along with you? And they said, absolutely not. So before I got to start my evaluation on this man, I got to sit down and I got to pray over him and his family and everybody that was in that room. And I can't tell you how many times that's happened. You know, I go in and just while I'm there, I'm not in these patients' rooms long. I mean, I'm going on around every two hours to make sure everything's good and check on them or whatever. But, you know, I can't tell you how many times God's put just the right people at the right time to where not only, like, do they, does the patient need it, but then I need it. You know, and it, it's just so good. And, you know, it's really humbling when you see somebody who has fought the good fight and, like, they are waiting on that judgment and you're they're excited to go home to be with God. And that's how I want to be one day. I want to know that I've, I've fought my good fight and I've served the Lord and I know who I'm working for. Amen. Like Scotty Amen. said, and, you know, those kinds of people are my favorite to have and I hope that we're all like that one day. You know, at the end of it, I want to be like, you know, it was good. It was a good run, and I can't wait for what's ahead, even though it's not here. You know, it's just so good. He's so good. You know, uh, when I was over at Charlene, and before I left, and she was talking about here somewhere in uh, Surrey County that some people got a hold of a lot of information on people, especially elderly people, and it was causing a lot of heartache. And she said she doesn't know what the people that she's tried to help that has been through that with their taxes and everything and, and everything else. And she looked at me and she said, don't you think we all have our calling? I said, absolutely, honey. I said, I don't know what in the world me and my family would do without you. I said, God put you in our life because we needed you so bad. 
And I said, everybody else. I mean, she works her fingers to the bone all the time. And people just don't appreciate people like that enough. And I always tell her how much I love them and how much I appreciate them. She watches the program a lot. And, uh, and uh, you know, you all have your purpose. Uh, Bobby Joe, bless her heart. She's probably watching right now, and I love her. I love you, Bobby Joe. And, and she's been sad because of Mama being so sick and everything. And, Nobody wants to give up mama or daddy or anybody else. We love our loved ones. We want to hang on to them forever. Well, we can. It just won't be here. Amen? Amen. Uh, they never go nowhere. You can't see them, but they're still right here, right? Still in your heart. All the people that you ever loved that's done went on to be with Jesus, ain't they still in your heart? Amen. They're still just alive in my heart as they've ever been. See, God gives us that to hold on to, mm-hmm. knowing that they are all right. And so, uh, but people down here need the gifts that God has given you so you can help others. Every one of you has got a special gift, every single one of you. And you need to realize that, you know. And I want to encourage you, just keep on the good fight of faith. Just keep on working for the Lord and and you know and loving people you know there ain't many people out there today loving people the world's filled with so much hatred and heartache and sorrow but you know what God saved us from all that you know everything can fall apart but we don't have we still have one another don't we Willie mm-hmm. in the hard times who else anybody well, Scotty, enjoy it, buddy. It's good. It's always good. Uh, I think last Monday night we never got to be on, right? Uh, we apologize for that. We was having such a wonderful time, and God was moving, and we just we just never could get around to it. So uh, come on, Will. It's time to pray again. And pray for those that's watching our program. Got any prior requests, Marty? Hadn't seen any. Uh, cancer is raging right now. It is it is raging. There's so many people uh, with this dreadful disease. Uh, but God is the cure for everything. Amen. Something will take us out of here one day. God will allow something to happen in our life and we'll be able to go home. But that's what we're living for. Uh, Todd, to give you time, you and your wife get up here, but the Lord told me he wanted you to dismiss us in prayer tonight. kind and gracious heavenly father dear god love we come to you lord of the throne of gracious humbly as we know how god first of all i ask you to look into my life lord be anything unclean lord i just pray that you convict lord and god i just thank you for this wonderful service and this wonderful message we've had here tonight heavenly father 
God, Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. But God, most of all, thank you for salvation. Lord, thank you for sending your son to the cross to die for an old wretched sinner like me. Now, God, we pray for Israel. We pray for Jerusalem, Lord. We just pray you'd have your way, Lord. Give them peace. Father, we know that there's many here close to us, dear God, that it would like to inflict harm. Dear God, God, we just pray that you would wrap your hand of protection around each and every one of your children, Lord. God, we pray for the lost. Lord, we pray that somebody might say something, Lord, and you'd convict their heart. And God, that they'd come to know you as their eternal Savior before it's too late, Heavenly Father. Now, God, I just pray that you'd go with each and every one of us tonight as we travel home. Keep us safe. God, and bring us back to the next appointed time to hear your word again and feed our souls. All this I do pray in your holy and precious name. Amen.